0: only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. Welcome to Ask Margaret from What Fresh Hell, laughing in the face of motherhood, solving your parenting dilemmas one question at a time. Hello, friends. This week's question comes from Soraya. Who says, is anyone else seeing this pandemic bring out potentially problematic coping mechanisms in their kids? I have twin four-year-old daughters... One of them is definitely trying to eat her feelings. She asks for sweets and cookies every 20 minutes. The other is a future candidate for hoarders. I try to pick up and throw out old cotton balls that she has thrown all over the porch as snow and she started to melt down. She was going to miss them. Uh, Soraya, I think we can all in a giant chorus from out here in cyberspace say, yes, we are seeing problematic coping mechanisms in our kids. Uh, All of us are. We did an episode about uh, the great regressions, so a lot of kids moving backwards, potty-trained kids back in diapers, kids who were sleeping through the night waking up at night, and this is all related to, like, it's a strange kind of crisis we're in, right, because it's not like, I was just reading a book with my sixth grader about a kid kind of living through war and, you know, there are bombs going off and there's all this danger all the time. And so the family's kind of huddled together. This is like, it's almost like regular life, but you don't go anywhere. I think... The number one factor for what's going on with kids is they're feeling anxious themselves and they're picking up on a lot of ambient anxiety. But there are a couple of other factors. So, my number one thing to say to you is make like Elsa and let it go to the degree that you can. I had a kid who was a crazy hoarder. I mean, when he was three, four years old, he would, he was like a squirrel. He would, everywhere he went, his pockets would be full. He put it in his bed. If I tried to move it out of his bed, he would freak out and he would sleep in this bed full of stuff. If I can find a picture of it, I will put it up because it's LOL. But I mean, the reason why I took a picture of it is because I was like, this isn't going to last. And I wanted to have a record of it. So he went through this unbelievable, when I say hoarding, Listen, guys, I'm not even a little bit joking. At some point, I went up to his bunk bed and he had one of those candidates yard signs in his bed with him with the stick on it. I mean, crazy. Guess what happens to a hoarding phase? It ends. Um, Same thing, I think, with the kid looking for sweets and comfort. I mean, I am definitely not one to point fingers on making poor choices in nutrition during the pandemic, I'm like, we can bake our way out of this thing and eat baked goods out of this thing. All that being said, I do have a kid who ended up kind of sick from really not eating enough and not exercising enough during this time. And so it's a good idea, I think, at this time to relax, realize there's a reason it's happening, and then move your parameters out a bit and then hold again. Behavior that is outside of your limits, such as for my kid, he figured out how to use the blender and was literally making like four milkshakes a day. I finally had to say, you can have a milkshake every single day until this is over, but you can have one. Because going from four to one made a huge difference. Same thing with basically the dinner free-for-alls. I started saying, okay, three nights a week, I need to commit to making a healthy dinner that involves a lot of vegetables. So that the other couple of nights that are free-for-all, we're kind of balancing it out. So I think find a new happy place that is somewhere in the middle. I think try to help your kids as much as possible with dealing. And I went to Child Mind Institute and here are a couple of things, a couple of suggestions that they had that resonated with me. Keep a routine in place. So I think this is sort of important. Like We said on the regression episode, like, your kids are looking for safety and boundaries from you because they're very anxious about what's going on. So keep bedtime the same. Make them sit down to dinner three nights a week. Refine the structure because some of the acting out is like, what are the rules? Is, Is the world upside down? You know, are cats lying down with dogs? They're not. Everything's pretty much the same, but we're in a difficult situation. Reinforce that with them. Big thing in my family, get exercise. It seems really obvious, but I realized now it's nicer outside. I'm in New York, but especially on like the cold, rainy days, my kids would sit upstairs and do homeschool from 9 to 11. Then we would break 11 to 1, and they would have lunch and play, you know, something, and then 1 to 3. And then after that, they would get a screen break. And then after that, it was dinner. And I have a kid who really likes to work with Legos. And I realized maybe three weeks in, he has not had any real exercise in Weeks because he, what his downtime is sitting and playing with Legos. And so make sure you are running those kids like wild horses because they need, need, need the exercise and find ways to make that happen. It helps with anxiety. Um, And then manage your own anxiety, limit your consumption of news. So, like, the less you can work yourself up about this. And I think as we go forward, and it seems the whole thing seems a little bit more like. Okay, maybe we can deal with this. This gets easier. And then the last tip they had, which I I liked, and we've started really doing this, is make plans. So we talk a lot about structuring our days, having the whiteboard for anxious kids. This is what's going to happen. Then that's what's going to happen. And so they're just kind of moving through a formula that feels comfortable for them. But I would add to this, this idea of making plans. And the plans can be really simple. And I know some places are opening, some places are not opening, but our plans might be, there's an ice cream shop three towns away, and we're going to drive there on Saturday afternoon because they have that kind of ice cream that you usually only get upstate. An example from my life. And so all week, Saturday is something to look forward to. And I think, again, it just helps restructure. It's not just like every day is the same and I'm so anxious that I have to hold on to my cotton balls. Every day is the same and I'm so anxious that I have to eat sweets to calm down. We're all feeling that, but as much as you can push back against that, listen to the great regression episode. I think that's going to help you out. And mostly, Soraya, I would say it's a phase. This too shall pass. Keep your boundaries in place, but give a little bit more room for it. Just to say like, yep, we all need a little extra comfort right now. But we're not going to go to a place where we're going to make ourselves sick or develop really bad habits. And then you've got this. We're all going through the same thing. I promise. I hope that helped. And if you have a question for myself or Amy, you can submit them to questions at whatfreshhellpodcast.com. You can ask them in our Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash whatfreshhellcast. Yeah, those are the two things you can do. (laughs) All right. Thanks, guys. Talk to you next time. Stay well.